0: Hello, hola, niha, salut, namaste, everyone. Wherever in the world you're listening to this, and welcome to Hundred Sum Game, a podcast where we discuss negotiation, persuasion, and influence. Join me as I interview master negotiators from a new industry each episode, and get inspired to get the best outcome for yourself while creating value for your counterpart. My name is Adele. I'm a recent economics and psychology grad with experience in finance and marketing, and I'm fascinated by the power of negotiation to change your life and career. Whether you're an early or seasoned professional looking to accelerate your career, negotiate your value, and tactfully handle conflicts, or simply a curious individual aiming to level up your soft skills, leave your shoes and missed opportunities at the door, and let's get started. To honor the start of the year and to add a little bit of magic to my series, I am sitting down today with Taddy Petkovich, an influential astrologer, mentor, and a brand strategist. Uh, Taddy creates viral astrology content on social media and guides her clients so that they use their strengths and opportunities to their best. Um, we all are quite curious about what to expect in 2024, so I'm super excited for this fun episode. Uh, while we'll, of course, chat about some astrology predictions of 2024, we'll get into how astrology provides insights in securing the best outcome in a negotiation, how it can be a tool for improving our relationship skills, how Taddy negotiates our value as a business owner, and more. Taddy welcome. It's such an honor to have you on this special episode. I know you mentioned that it's new moon in Capricorn today, and I don't know if that's an effect, but I'm feeling extra productive and, and happy today.
1: Yes. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. It is a very lovely new moon in Capricorn today. So a lot of new beginnings happening today, which is really nice.
0: 100%. Okay, so Without further ado, let's get to know you, your business, and your passions.
1: Yes. So, I mean, my name's Taddy. Honestly, I've been passionate about astrology for the last few years. And it's been me really intensely studying for the last five to six years. And then I took on a few mentorships. So, I was mentored by a few astrologers. In New York which was amazing virtually I didn't go there in person and it was honestly a very life-changing experience and the whole reason I got into astrology was I got into a very difficult breakup and after that I was seeking answers I was trying to figure out why did this happen what do I need to learn from this and I got a birth chart reading done very soon afterwards. So after that event, I decided to study with that astrologer because it was so mind blowing for me. I'm, I was just so in awe by how much I could just understand about my relationship patterns, career patterns, communication, my strengths, challenges, life path through a birth chart. And for those who don't know, a birth chart is a snapshot of the sky at the exact moment of your birth. So you definitely need your exact time of birth. But since those mentorships, I launched my practice almost three years ago, exactly. To this day, it's it was on the 13th. So in two days, it's my business birthday happy birthday thank you thank you and it's been a journey it's been a journey but it's been a very rewarding flourishing business that I'm super grateful for
0: 100% and I've been sort of following your content following you know the value that you're adding to your clients. And I've been in such awe and been like very inspired by some of these little snippets and some of these little, like this is going on today, this is going on and they take what you need, all of those things. And it's been really um, inspiring me to go out there and perform at my best. So um, I'm so glad that you started this business and I'm so glad that we met as well.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so happy we met too. That makes me so happy to hear.
0: Yeah. All right. So the first topic of this episode is going to be around negotiation, astrology in 2024. Um, First and foremost, Tati, tell us about how astrology can be a tool for understanding and improving communication and relationships.
1: For sure. So there's so much depth to astrology and my favorite thing to do is once I understand someone's sun sign and their moon sign and their rising sign, mm. I can really get a sense of how they operate in the world. And by knowing this mm. about let's say your coworkers or your managers or your clients or even your romantic partner, you're going to understand how they operate in this world and how they react to certain situations based on maybe their Mars sign, which is how they take action and how they work or their Mercury sign, which is how they communicate, which can be very helpful in negotiation, because when you understand how someone is communicating and what they are and are not saying, then you can dig a bit deeper. 100%.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's so, so important. Um, The next question I sort of have on this um, topic is that in negotiation, we always know that timing is crucial. So, when you have these conversations, you can really make or break a deal. So curious how astrology suggests the best times for important conversations or deals, like how do celestial events or planetary movements uh, influence our ability to influence others?
1: Yeah, for sure. So there's so many layers to this. I want to say that you can look up so many different time periods to see okay which date would be best for me to negotiate my mm-hmm. salary and ask for more money ask Ooh. for a raise and for me I would pull up different charts and different times and if there's a selection of different time periods of oh should I do this on a monday or tuesday then I would look up mm. okay when is when is the moon void of course which essentially I would describe this as a time where everyone is a bit off. It It's not the best time to make a negotiation. It's
0: everyone mm. can feel a little bit
1: off. So if the moon is void, of course, would not do it at that time. However, okay, good to know. Good to know. You can always just look it up. Is like, is the moon void, of course, on Google? Not the best time to have that conversation. Right. Take note, people. Mm-hmm. However, if... The moon is for example in Sagittarius or in Scorpio then it really depends on what kind of negotiation you're looking for and where that is in your Mm. specific birth chart so the interesting thing is with your birth chart I'm such a visual person so I'm it's hard for me to explain it fully but I'm going to try but essentially your birth chart is a snapshot of the sky And when we're looking at a specific day, then you're also looking at the specific snapshot of the sky at, let's say, today, and how that will affect your birth chart specifically. So you're laying one graph on top of another graph, and you're looking to see how are the planets communicating with each other. what is that relationship so it's always great to know okay why am i feeling this way and will i feel my best doing this negotiation or Mm. for example like if i'm doing it more generally then during a mercury retrograde there could be some miscommunication it could be a little bit difficult to do a negotiation Or if you've already had a negotiation in the past that was kind of unsaid in terms of where it was going, then bringing it back up during a Mercury retrograde can actually be very, very beneficial because that a Mercury retrograde essentially is bringing back something from the past for you to. Oh, that's what's called a retrograde. Yeah. You're looking at it differently. And if anyone doesn't know, I. I know I'm explaining these terms, but a retrograde essentially is a planet moving that appears to be moving backwards in the sky. However, it's not actually moving backwards in the sky. It's an optical illusion. So during retrogrades, especially Mercury retrogrades, things can feel as though things aren't progressing the way you want them to. You have to go back and re edit, revise, revisit. This is why, like, during all retrogrades, there's this internal shift where you're just focusing, okay, I can't proceed fully forward. I need to go back and revisit something from the past so that I can move forward later.
0: That is so interesting. I feel like, as I'm listening to you, I'm like, wow, like, this explains so many of the situations where I felt little bit stuck even though i thought i was doing the right things um it makes a lot of sense moving forward to or my third question i want to talk a little bit about conflict so when you're trying to influence or persuade people uh, conflict is very much likely to arise and we delved into different approaches to it and, and different aspects of it in the previous episodes um, this time, I'm curious if astrology can provide insights into um, potential conflicts or challenges that might arise in a team or partnership, and how can individuals navigate these uh, proactively and land on, uh, you know, hundred percent win-win outcomes?
1: Yes, for sure. So, I would say that with conflict, it's Astrology is such a useful tool for this because when you understand why someone's acting the way that they are, then you can either underst like go about things in a more proactive way, as you said. So Mm -hmm. for example, for partnerships, I would recommend getting a sinistry reading or a composite reading. And this just means Mm -hmm. that this would overlay your chart and someone else's chart on top of each other so you can see where could there be potential conflict where could there be potential blind spots yet Mm. i know that that is a bit more complex and not everyone has access to that i do have like some free resources too but even if you just google search mercury signs then you can understand your mercury sign a bit more you can understand someone else's Mercury sign more if you ask them in in terms of that information, but that's gonna help you in terms of how can I approach a conversation? How can I approach this right. communication? Because most conflict comes from communication. And I I would also say lack of communication and right. If you are anticipating someone, let's say they have Mercury and Scorpio, for example, Mm. they're going to leave some things out of the conversation because Mercury and Scorpio is a bit more secretive. It wants you to Mm. guess a little bit. It wants you to dig deeper. And they're very, very good at digging deep and asking you a lot of questions, but they don't necessarily want to share too much about what's happening for themselves so it's a very powerful placement but i think it's understanding okay if someone has mercury and scorpio it's still a great skill set to have it's a very strategic it's a very intuitive which is such a beautiful skill however if you're negotiating with someone who has mercury and scorpio it's understanding that they're not going to give you the full story so if you know this then maybe you have to ask a few more questions. Maybe you need to see their body language. Maybe you need to go about it in a different way. So that's Mm -hmm. just one example.
0: Right. That was when you were telling that I, it reminded me of, um, you know, this concept that Chris was a hostage negotiator, you know, the top voice in in the field of negotiation. this concept that he keeps on talking, which is like the block, like black is in negotiation, which is um, you come into a negotiation, you think you know everything about them, but then, then they, you know, spit out an information or a term of the deal or whatever that you were completely, you know, you're like completely blindsided at that moment you're like wow i wasn't expecting that so these are the black swans and i feel like people who have mercury and scorpio are more likely to put out these black swans and really you know get you off guard and um can you know steer the the direction of the negotiation to their benefit so i think yeah if we know that we can as you said analyze their facial expressions a little bit better or Ask more clarifying questions in the beginning or ask, you know, dig deeper into, you know, terms of the deal or some like loophole that could happen that could, you know, come up uh, or their tone of voice, etc. So that's really good information. And I think that happens a lot. Some of these are very master negotiators. And I ask this question a lot, too. Like, how do you negotiate with a master negotiator? And I feel like people who have Mercury and Scorpio are more likely to be master negotiators because, you know, they ask um, questions, they make you talk so that they get you on their side. and negotiation is so important. You know, get people talking, but what if, what if that other person is also looking to get you to talk? So how do you um uh, you know manage that situation? That was really good that was a really good example, and I, I feel so inspired now. Um, so before we move on to our final topic of uh, you know negotiating your value as a business owner, here comes the question that will make this episode extra special and peculiar. So, can you give us um an insight on you know the horoscopes in 2024? You know, what's expanding, um, what they should, you know, be looking forward to, etc., um, a little bite as as an astrologer.
1: Yes, for sure. So I really love the energy of 2024. I think a lot of right. signs are going to feel very excited for this year. And I want to point out three main characters for this year. And then I'll go into every sign in terms of what's mm-hmm. expanding and growing for them and where they yeah. could feel a little bit extra lucky. So right. first off, the main characters are Gemini, Taurus, Taurus. And Pisces. And mm-hmm. The reason for this is for Pisces, they are going to take on a lot more responsibility this year. They mm-hmm. are really trying to build something for their futures and they're learning a lot mm-hmm. more about their boundaries and how they can leave a legacy behind. So they're really working hard this year and it will pay off long term, but just. For them to know it can feel a little bit uncomfortable but it will pay off later then for Gemini they haven't been having the best 2023 they did not it it was not for them there was Mm -hmm. a Mars retrograde happening that year in their sign it was a bit chaotic so if they felt like 2023 was not good for them yeah I, I can confirm that it wasn't the best year for them and with this year, what they're going to love is after May 25th, Jupiter will enter their sign. So they're going to get a lot more of this uplifting magnetic energy that's just going to make them feel more attractive and feel Mm. like they have lucky girl syndrome. Honestly, they're going to just love it. And for Taurus, they are going to love the beginning half of this year even more so. So with Jupiter in their sign until May 25th. They're going to just feel a lot more abundant, a lot more uplifted, optimistic, and Hi. they already had this last year. However, if they felt like the end of 2023 didn't go as exactly how they planned, it's because Jupiter was retrograde for quite a few months. So now that Jupiter is direct until May 25th, they're going to feel a lot more optimistic, uplifted, which is great. So, getting into that. Yeah, I I I'm excited for them, honestly. <laughs> um getting into all the signs. So, Aries, Aries placements, they're really growing their self-worth, self-value mm-hmm. and income streams from now until May 25th, and then after May 25th, they are really growing their local neighborhood, their communication style but also Mm -hmm. their close circle of friends and relationship to siblings. So this is going to be a lot of their focus in terms of what's feeling really good and abundant and lucky for them. Mm -hmm. Then going back to Taurus, beginning half of this year, looking really good. And then after May 25th for them, they are going to grow their sense of self-worth, self-value, and income stream. So they'll have a lot of focus on how to make more money and what they can do to potentially utilize that transit to maybe get more clients, get more jobs. So I'm excited for them. Honestly, I think Taurus is going to love this year.
0: Yeah, I think my sister is Taurus. I'm like, oh, I'll I'll let her know after this episode. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) That
0: she'll be a main character.
1: Yeah. Yeah, tell her that (laughs) for Gemini. So beginning at half of this year, they're going to feel a little bit more like they need to focus on their peace and their mental health Mm -hmm. and how they can really cultivate understanding what is limiting them, what is holding them back, Mm -hmm. how can they break more cycles. And this honestly is going to be really great for them so they might take more time for themselves at the beginning half of this year but after May 25th as I said before they're just gonna feel a lot more themselves they're gonna feel a lot more uplifted and optimistic and inspired to tackle the rest of the year so they're still gonna have a great time at the beginning of this year but it's gonna be more of this internal Mm -hmm. reflection and how they can protect their energy a lot more Mm
0: -hmm.
1: then for Cancer their luck is really coming from their community, their networks, their dreams, their goals, ambitions until May 25th. And for them, they are really focusing on growing their networks. This might be a time where they're doing really well on social media. They might do really, really well in terms of posting mm-hmm. on social media. So small tip for them. after, yeah. <laughs> after May 25th, then they will Take more time to recharge, rest, and learn how to grow their sense of spirituality and better their mental health. So they'll be Mm -hmm. more in this phase of, okay, how can I protect my energy a bit more? And what Mm -hmm. does this look like for me? Mm -hmm. Then finally, Leo, and we're both Leos, so I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah. So my favorite
0: part of this episode, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, Leos. So for Leo, Beginning half of this year until May 25th, they are growing their career sector. They're really trying to expand how they talk to the public, how they try to publish work. They can get Mm -hmm. interviewed more. They can really focus on how can they have better relationships with managers or higher-ups or... Okay, how can they really expand in their career? So they're really focused on that and they're really highlighted in a very nice aspect until may twenty fifth. So great time for me to do this interview yeah. with you
0: <laughs> literally
1: okay and and then after may twenty fifth they're really focused on growing their networks, community, mm-hmm. dreams, goals, ambitions. So they'll be really focused on that and also on social media as well. So great time to great grow. Time on social media for them after that Mm
0: -hmm. after May 25th okay yeah good to know
1: and I mean that's just to say like they could still grow before then but it's gonna look even better afterwards it's
0: gonna look right right right
1: right right great then Virgos they are really learning to grow their overall knowledge around Higher education. So they could be taking a course. They could be traveling more. They could be teaching. They are really looking to expand and grow their mind and their sense of spirituality. So until May 25th, this is going to be a huge focus for them. They might be publishing more. They might be starting a podcast. They could be really trying to grow in this area of life. And then after. May 25th for them, career will be their focus and they will be growing a lot when it comes to their public recognition, their legacy, Mm -hmm. their relationship to managers Mm -hmm. and how they are seen in this world, especially by the public. So I'm excited for them in terms of their career Mm -hmm. as well this year. So great to note. Mm -hmm. And then for Libra. They are really growing their investments, loans, shared resources, and also their healing work that they're doing for themselves from now until May 25th. So they're really trying to grow this aspect of how can they learn more about what's unseen and what's unsaid, especially when it comes to. Their subconscious and their ancestors, their spirit guides, then after May 9th, sorry, after May 25th, they are growing in terms of maybe traveling more. Perhaps they will take a course, teach a course. They could be publishing more. They could feel luckier in this aspect. Maybe they get an opportunity to travel or get an opportunity to teach a course. So, that will be heavily highlighted for them.
0: So more like they're either spitting out information or taking in information, like new information?
1: Yes. Right. hmm I would say okay. both. Both? Yes. Yeah. They're really expanding their minds, and they could. It. it, it is a very lovely time for them to teach if they really want to teach. Um, Good to know. Yeah. And then for Scorpio, From now until May 25th, their one-on-one partners are looking really, really good for them. Mm. So they could just have more beneficial relationships with their one-on-one partners. So this could be romantic partnerships, business partnerships, friendships. So they are feeling a bit more lucky in this area. So they could meet someone who is more growth oriented. They could meet someone who is more optimistic or uplifting Mm -hmm. or... Can help them grow. So, great time for that. And then after May 25th for them, they are learning to grow their investments, loans, maybe pay off debt, maybe get more credit, maybe also learning to grow in terms of doing the healing work on themselves, what that looks like for them, Um, growing in terms of processing intimacy and relationship to the unseen so Mm -hmm. very exciting for them
0: interesting my mom is a scorpio like yeah so i will i will let her know that too as well
1: good i love that yeah let (laughs) me know what she says i love that yeah then for sagittarius they're learning to grow their day-to-day work their routine and health and they're just going to feel more optimistic in this area until May 25th mm-hmm. they're going to feel like they, they just want to work out more they want to do more every day they might add a few things into their schedule so they're going to feel busy they're going to feel quite mm-hmm. busy it's really important for them to not burn out when they when this happens but it's going to feel good for them so learning how to pace themselves is going to be really important and then after May 25th they're going to get more beneficial contacts with one-on-one partners. So for them, this could, again, be business partnerships, friendships, or romantic relationships, and they could meet someone that is growth-oriented or very optimistic or helps them grow in some way. So exciting for them. For Capricorns, they're learning to grow their sense of fun creativity, self-expression, they could potentially have children if they want children until May 25th, this might. This is just more of an optimal time for them if that's something that they want and they are learning to really use their voice in a more expressive way, so a lot of focus on that and then after May 25th for them, they're learning to just grow in terms of their day-to-day routine, health schedule so they could just feel very optimistic about their workout routine they could get more clients during this time it could affect their work if they have a business or even if they have if they're working for someone else they can get more coworkers that they work with so a very exciting time for them then last but not least aquarius
0: last
1: but not least oh I almost <laughs> I almost missed pisces which I'm sorry about it. sorry. <laughs> two more, two more. So, for yeah, Aquarius, Pisces, yeah. <laughs> for Aquarius, they are really learning to grow their sense of home, family, and their inner reflective world until May 25th. So, this is a big focus for them. They could be moving, they could be trying to expand their home in some form. And then after May 25th, they're learning to really grow in terms of their self-expression, creativity, having more fun. Maybe they go on a lot more dates. Maybe they really understand, okay, what can I do to just express myself in a more vocal way? So also great time for them to have children if they want children after May 25th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then finally, last but not least, Pisces. So From now until May 25th, they're really learning to grow their local community, their communication. Um, They could be presenting more in terms of their communication. And then they're also growing their inner circle. So their close friends and relationship to siblings. That's where they could feel Mm a little bit luckier. And after May 25th, they are really focusing on growing their sense of home and what home looks like for them. So they could be moving, expanding their home, maybe going into a bigger place. Maybe someone moves Mm. in with them. Maybe it is them really focusing on reflecting on their internal world even more so or Uh having a more beneficial time with their family and just feeling a bit more uplifted in their family. So. Those are just the small snippets of what's growing, yeah. what feels a bit more abundant and lucky for the signs.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of different things you know, are growing and expanding for different signs. So I'm excited for everyone, excited for myself too, and my career. So that was really good to hear for what's coming for Leo's. Um, for our final topic, I want to, you know, get into how you thrive as a business owner. So looking at the other side of the coin, if you will. Um, so you love what you do. Um, I know that very well. And at the end of the day, it's it's your business. So you have to negotiate your value taxfully in order to unlock value for yourself and your or clients as well. So as an astrologer and mentor, How do you ensure mutual wins between uh, yourself and your clients?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, honestly, I'm in a place now where I feel like my dream clients just find me, which is really, really nice. It's very lovely. I'm very grateful for that. And I would say that I always try to provide as much value as I can to my clients. I always try to think of my clients and understand them based on who they are. But it's, I feel like a little bit easier for me because I know their birth chart. So it's easy for me to really get a sense of who they are and based on our sessions, they feel very seen. And that's been amazing for me to Mm -hmm. see. I get so happy when someone says that to me or, I see their growth after a session and some people have made some very life-changing decisions after a session with me so I'm really happy when I see that like for example like some people have left like abusive relationships or they change their career because they realize actually my skill set is this and I want to focus more on this instead or mm-hmm. they start to realize no there's something that they needed to change in their business that they have been kind of holding back on. And I get so much joy when I see that they get this huge shift after reading from me. And it's something that I always want to do for my clients, I always want to be there and support them through that process of whatever that looks like, for them of whatever they're struggling with. And Also, just hold space for them, too, because I've had quite a few clients just cry in sessions because they just feel like, you know, it's a safe space and I'm trauma informed, which not a lot of astrologers are. So it's Mm -hmm. understanding, okay, like sometimes we dive deep into certain practices and certain events from early childhood so that they can understand why something happened for them. and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I just feel like my relationship to clients are very is very sacred to me. And I'm so grateful, like when I see like returning clients or when, like people recommend me, it's been such a blessing for me. So yeah, I, I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, I think like what I'm sensing from, you know, your approach is that you're almost a client obsessed, right? Like you really, really, really um, pay a lot of attention to um, providing value to them versus like, you know, like I get your money and like, here's like, you know, some like, here's some stuff, but no, I feel like what I'm sensing from you is that you really are trying to create a safe space for them, really, you know pay a lot of attention to their bird chart and be like, who are they? How can I, how can I speak to them? How can I reach them? Like, in what ways um, can I connect with them better so that, um, you know, they, they come back and they recommend, um, and hence, you know, this makes your business grow. And I think this applies to so many business owners and even so many people who are working in corporate is that you kind of have to be a little bit more client or customer obsessed to uh, really grow. And as I said, like to unlock these mutual wins. Uh, So that's so good to hear. Um, Second question on that front is that you also have a good, a very, I would say a very good social media presence. Um, what do you think was the key in, in growing that and in, in getting thousands of millions uh, of engagement in your
1: posts? I think there's so many factors to that. So right. first off, I would say I always look at my birth chart and see, okay, what can I focus on in terms of topic? And what is very unique mm. for me specifically that makes me attractive to other people? And for anyone curious about this, so like, like there's so many factors I just like consider for this in terms of a birth chart. But I also love looking at Jupiter yeah. because Jupiter is a planet of luck, expansion and opportunities. So oh, it's it's a really okay. lovely... It's a it's a very lovely planet. Um, however, the dark side of Jupiter is you can burn out, you can get exhausted, you can get overwhelmed, you could overbook, and then you need to change course. So, for me, with Via Rare, like just in terms of um, growing my social media presence, it's been a very interesting thing where I look at Jupiter, but I also look at a few different placements in my birth chart and the aspects to Jupiter and I also have a Jupiter course as well if anyone's just curious about their Jupiter sign too but that's been a very pivotal thing for me to look at Um, I also have a background in digital media so I have a master's in digital media so I learned quite a few things in my master's program that I try to kind of incorporate now and what I've noticed too is. I guess a tip for everyone who is just trying to start out is I think most of the time people are just afraid to post they're just afraid to take that leap to take that jump and sometimes you just have to tell yourself like no what why am I stopping myself like what what am I afraid of and oftentimes people are so afraid of being judged they're so afraid of being ridiculed or they're so afraid of like what their friends would say or certain aspects of that and i think that's the huge barrier for a lot of people so it's uncovering where that stems from how they can overcome it a lot of the times you could see this in their birth chart as to okay what is that specific fear but for anyone, I think it's just understanding, okay, if you have that fear, what matters more to you? Do you want to grow your business? Do you actually want the thing you say you want? or mm-hmm. And will you do things to get it in mm-hmm. terms of taking action? Would you invest in your business? I think investing in my business has been like the biggest growth Oriented thing for myself. Like, I've invested in coaches and mentors, and that's been amazing for me. And this is why I decided to give a mentorship for clients because they wanted to utilize astrology for their businesses. And that's been filling up fast. So I'm really happy about that. But I think it's like understanding okay, if they know it's something important for them for this year, how can they just? Figure out a system that works for them. Is that accountability? Do they need a coach or mentor, or do they want to try it out for themselves, see how they do, Mm -hmm. and really give themselves the space to overcome those fears, to really acknowledge what they're holding themselves back on? Because there Mm -hmm. are some very technical things to Reels and TikToks that I've seen do better. Yet I also see a lot of other TikToks do well. And I also think just giving good content, giving value is really, really important. But yeah, it it really ranges to a number of factors. So I hope that kind of gives a whole holistic view of what someone can look, look at in terms of their life and how they react in terms of social media so that they can grow more
0: so glad that you took the time from your busy schedule to come on my podcast um thanks so much for your time and thank you so much for all of these great insights that you shared with us
1: thank you so much thank you so much for having me on I loved your questions questions. thank you for being such an amazing host I I, yeah this this has been been such a great highlight to my day so thank you
0: all right, all right. I hope you took as much valuable information as I did and more. My name is Adele, and you have listened to an episode from 100 Sub Game. You like it here? Go ahead and subscribe to 100 Sub Game on your preferred platform. While you're at it, I'd love to hear about what you're thinking of this podcast, any episode requests, or further feedback. It'll help me make this podcast better for you. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Peace.